You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, fellas. I mean, Bella. just one of us. Bella, Bella. Bro. We, got, we got we got the other guys joining in soon. Uh, Gerard Blakely, Bella. Bobby Manning out in Brooklyn to recap this one. Another blowout win for the Boston Celtics, one twenty nine to one oh six. Jimmy Toscano's here. I am Josue Pavone. Another post game show. Uh, back from no. the All Star break, and it's another big win for the Celtics, Jimmy. I mean, uh, I, I guess this is to be expected, right? Quote unquote, because of the Nets team and all the injuries and guys that weren't available. But you take this win, right? I mean, this is exactly what we were talking about before the All-Star break. Seeing the Celtics continue this momentum uh, after the break, if they're still going to be the same team. And, I mean, so far, so good, right, Jimmy? Dude, so far, so good. They picked up, you know, basically where they left off. I know they technically lost to, to go into the All-Star break, but the way that they've been playing basketball overall. This yeah, is we the forgot same team. about that one already. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I don't even remember that game. I mean, they didn't have Marcus for that, blah, 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 all that stuff. Right. But, hey, you got Marcus Smart back tonight. I mean, all things considered – to get him back the first game from the All-Star break, man, I mean, that is – that's the best-case scenario right there. I mean, nobody, I don't think, thought that uh, when he yeah. went down and, and, you know, sort of hobbled off the court there. So, I mean, that's a huge that's a huge win for the team. And he came out looking looking good, to be honest. I mean, he was hitting threes, yeah. um, you know, the whole nine yards out there. So, I, I really like the energy, the effort, the speed that these guys are playing at. They're kind of clicking on both ends. They're letting their defense, and this is a team that we all know is going to rely on its defense, but they're letting their defense dictate their offense, not vice versa. Uh, and that, that's the mark of a, of a team that's sort of bought in and is playing together. And, you know, what they have now is something – what they have now is confidence, and that's something that they didn't have for the first few months of the season, a couple months in. Um, they didn't have that little swagger. I'm starting to see a little attitude out there. You know, guys like yeah. – like you said, yeah. expecting to win these games, you know expecting to you know throw down a dunk or hit a three you know even grant you know grant's getting into it now uh, tatum rob all those guys so um it's it's fun to watch again yeah for sure definitely and, and i want to spend a lot of time on marcus because the injury sure i mean before the all-star break we were all holding our breath so to speak at least Celtics nation was but marcus had some telling things to say during his press conference we'll get into it later uh, about just about playing through pain all right let's just Let's just, you know, tease it right there, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll get we'll get into it later. But, I mean, this team is clearly different when he's out there defensively. I mean, this team has been different overall on, on the defensive end. And I think what was most interesting about this one is on the national, you know, landscape, on national TV, you got you got guys gushing over the Celtics a little bit, right? I mean, Van Gundy was all over. I mean, I, I felt like 
the the identity of the Celtics team now is everyone the, the secrets out, and it's not just local. And, and the Celtics put together another stellar win, like you said, right? It was the defense leading to the offense, easy buckets. You know, the swagger was definitely there. But I, I think a lot of that has to do with these guys feel like they they belong now. You know, I, that, those, those trades where the half the team, half the roster felt like was was traded away. I think it made everyone sort of feel like, okay, now this is what we're going to do moving forward. This is the identity of this team. And we're seeing it continue to go after the All-Star break. And we're seeing it on the national on national television. I think that's that's relevant, Jimmy, you know? I mean, we're talking about a contending team now. Since when did the Celtics, were the Celtics ever in that same sense? A contending team. And this isn't the national, I mean, this isn't the local media saying this. This is TNT, you know? I, I think that's relevant. It's totally relevant. I mean, this is the same national media that replaced the Celtics game a few weeks ago for a Lakers game. <laughs> Literally, yes. Let's not forget. How <laughs> technical difficulties. Forget? Yeah. What yeah. do you mean, Jimmy? Technical difficulties. No, I mean, no. Even, something, something went yeah, wrong. That, that too. You're right. That happened too. I'm, I'm talking about they literally got replaced on ESPN for like Lakers game. And I was like, you know what? Oh, oh that okay. makes I sense. talking about when, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. when they, yeah. yeah, they lost the feed magically. And then, yeah. yeah that, that and then was, they went to a, a Suns game that was like a two point game with two minutes. Yeah, down on the wire, like Suns Jazz or something. Yeah, that was a funny one. Um, but yo, like honestly, they deserved that treatment. Went the way they were playing. Like I don't, I don't play in the national, national media or or you know the networks for for making those moves because they were playing like trash. They there you could see it in their body language. You could see it just on the product. Yeah. Uh, you could see it when they would kind of assume that they were gonna blow leads. And you know we just saw. I just saw the stat as the broadcast ended. They they got their tenth win tonight from start to finish, you know, leading from start to finish, coast to coast win, leads the league. I never would have thought this team was going to lead the league in, you know, uh, you know, leading the game from start to finish like that. So, um, like you said, you know, Marcus Smart, a bit of a pace, pace setter or pacemaker tonight. Um, I know that he said his pain tolerance is at like – or the pain level was a 2 out of 10. So, really not that bad. I mean, I really think they dodged a bullet there. And um, I'm just I'm just glad to see – some inspired basketball again because I know I've said it a few times, but the last couple couple seasons, season and a half, I have not felt that way about this team. This is the best I've felt about them since the bubble, and um, I, I joked I joked about it, but it's true. I'm kind of buying it on Twitter. I, you know, I'm, I'm buying it on this team. You know, don't don't hurt me, don't hurt me because now I love you. I said it. I love you now. So you say it back. Don't hurt me. Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to change you on the uh, that that meter, the, the panic meter, right? I, I know, know. I'm gonna have to you're more green and, now. You have slipped me and Bobby, I think. I don't know. We'll have to see what Bobby's take is after um, he gets done with the media over there in Brooklyn. But I mean, it was a fun game. And yeah, did this? Did the Celtics have every reason to win this game? Yeah, of course. I mean, look at who the the Nets are are, are putting out there. But um, I still like the way they played. I'm very very excited for the next Nets game when yes. our old friend Kyrie Irving should be in the TD Garden building unless he finds another reason not to be. Um, and they could have Ben Simmons back as well. Um, you know, Maybe not, but Kevin Durant could be back. Or I think should be back. I think he's slated to return. So that's going to be a nice true test for them. Um, there's a lot of winnable games coming up. Um, so they're taking care of business and they're building confidence in each other. You know, it's, it's good to see some of the younger guys getting a little burn and, and feeding off of each other. Yeah, 12 out of 14 isn't bad, right, Jimmy? I mean, that, that's what the Celtics, that, that's what they're Not on right now. I mean, look, Jason Tatum, another 30-piece. You know, I, I think what was great about this is also, what was it, seven players in double figures? I mean, pretty much everyone that got mm -hmm. the, the, that was in that rotation, you know, I mean, minus Pritchard, I guess, but 
this is the kind of this is the rotation we're going to see moving forward, and, and I like this. Again, I think this speaks to the, the identity of this team, the defense leading to the offense sort of approach where everyone is on the same page defensively, and, and you're, you're seeing great results. I mean, the ball movement, man, this is exactly what you want to see every single night. But again, like you said, we want to see what they look like against a, a team with Kyrie Irving on it, you know, Kevin Durant, you know. Hopefully we get that in Boston right, for sure. Right, yeah. and that's been my – and again, like there's still a little bit of that little bit of that in me because I do recognize that a lot of these wins have been against, you know, bad teams or teams that, you know, haven't had their full roster with them or whatever. So, right. um, you know, you got to take that into consideration, but we're not going to poo-poo it. Uh-oh. Who do we got there here? he is. Hey, Sherrod. What's up, fellas? Hey, What's up, fellas? From Brooklyn, what's going on, Sharad? You guys, was, uh, give you me guys the take here? out of the out of the gate here. I, we got you perfectly. Okay, uh, Brooklyn is exactly who we thought they were without <laughs> Kevin Durant, without Ben Simmons, without Kyrie Irving. However, um, but this team is trash. This team is yeah, this, they are listen, trash. Oh, come on, give us a however. Is, here's here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's not the fact that the Celtics won. It's the fact that they didn't let off the gas. Remember, this team, and, and I, don't, I don't know if we realize this. I went back and I looked at the numbers. Did you guys realize that as much as we love Brad Stevens and, and his amazingly awesome coaching skills, do you realize that he's 2-6 and six first came out of the All-Star break? 2-6. and six. And so when you, think about, when you think about his ability to, to win – uh, we, we think about a lot of the positives, but he, his teams have not done particularly well coming out the gate at the All-Star break. And I think that's one of the things when you look at Ime and what he's been doing of late, this is why you don't have the kiddies in your regular rotations and why you're not focusing on developing players, but you're trying to win games. That's why you had to get rid of some of the kiddies so you get some grown-ass men in here who can have the maturity and focus that you need to come out the All-Star break and not just kind of ease into it. Uh, this is a different team, man, than what we we saw at the beginning of the season. I mean, I, I, I mean, by no means am I saying they're going to win a championship now, but they're going to compete like yeah. a championship caliber team, and that is all Brad Stevens wants right now. He's not disillusioned yeah. to the fact that this team is going to win a championship. That's just that, that's look. If, if you believe in that, then whatever you're smoking, keep that to yourself uh, because it's extremely potent. But this team, well, the way they're built now, they can compete with anyone. That's the best, and that's, you, that's what they want. I'll tell you this much, though. And this is something that hasn't happened all season. Now, this is the first time. This isn't the local broadcast saying that. This is TNT. Guys gushing over the Celtics saying that they are now a contender. Now, how do you feel about that? I, I mean, you know, it's a contender is one thing, but then being a, a, a championship favorite is a whole nother. But are the Celtics contenders? Are, are, we, are we at that point yet? See, I guess what I'm asking you. See, I, I think it depends on what you define as a contender. I mean, when I think of a contender, I think of a team that – Based upon their roster, they are built to beat anyone on any given day. And I don't think the Celtics team right now is built that way. I think they can compete with anyone, and they can give anyone a run for their money. But if I'm seeing them against Golden State in the best of seven, I don't like their chances. I see them against Phoenix in the best of seven, I don't like their chances. Now in the East, yeah. I think I think that there are some teams that, the, that are ahead of them that I think in the best of seven, they can, they can knock them off and it wouldn't shock me. Would not shock me if, let's say, they wound up 
facing Philadelphia, and they beat them in six or seven games. That's a good series. Wouldn't shock, that would be a good series. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't shock me if they beat Cleveland because Cleveland, I think, has lots of great talent, but they're so damn young and inexperienced, and they have yet to understand or experience what playoff basketball is like because it is a different game. It's a totally different game. I don't like them against Miami. I don't like them against Milwaukee because I think those teams, they've got the experience, they've got talent, and I, I just think that's just a – yeah, it's rough. And with Brooklyn, we don't know what the hell to think about Brooklyn because are you going to have one of the big three back? Are they going to have two of the big three? And if you're going to have all three, are they going to be far enough long in their own cohesiveness to where they can play well together? Um, this is not AAU ball. We can just throw out five really good players and expect to win. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it, the NBA, it doesn't work, work like that, that anymore. Yeah. Come true. on, Sherrod. Let us have this one, man. Let me, let me ask you this. I know, right? I'm just I'm trying to keep it positive, right? You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. You mentioned the kiddies, right? Now, I'm gonna, I want to mention, I want to ask you about one, one kitty who sort of graduated a bit here in Grant Williams, right? Because he had another oh, good yeah. game for the Celtics. And the other kitty who's sort of still in the bubble here trying to make a name for himself, that's Peyton Pritchard. Now, Peyton Pritchard came in. Did what you want to see Peyton Pritchard do, hit down some, you know, knock down yep. some three pointers, right? And that's exactly what he did. But how do you feel about those two moving forward and, and, and being sort of the, the back end of this rotation and, and holding things down, you know, going into the playoffs or, you know, Grant, I, the I, season? I, Grant, I swear. I mean, Grant, he, he's, he's like, you, you know, that kid that wasn't really that big a deal or wasn't that tall. And then, like, one summer he comes back and he's growing like six inches, and you're like, damn, you're like kind of big. That's Grant's game. It seems like we just blinked and all of a sudden Grant went from a guy who can't make a shot to a guy who's putting it on the floor, laying it up. He's blocking shots. He's he's, he's hitting up. three points. He's yeah. hitting three pointers at a at a rate that's better than damn near anyone on the team and certainly among the best in the league. Grant Williams the way he's playing, the way this team continues to win, is going to get some consideration for most improved. He will not win the award because yeah. I don't think he yeah. play. I don't think he plays enough. He doesn't get enough shots up in that to win it. But the growth that he has had from last year to this year is phenomenal. I mean, he's a legitimate rotation guy who can actually help you win games. And when you look at the guys on his team who are in that that 24, 25 and under range, other than Tatum and Brown, and now Grant, I don't know if you got anyone who else would fall into that category. Yeah, Grant had ten points tonight. Uh, I mean, just the way he's been running the floor, he's he's obviously that guy in the in the uh, you know in the corner waiting to get that three point ball because he's been one of the better three point shooters for this team all season, and he hasn't he hasn't really slowed down. I mean, he had that slow that slow point like right before the Celtics on this run, but throughout this run, I, I think he's been he's been solid for the Celtics. No second unit. Yeah, and just so you just so you know, Bobby has not taken that hat off all night. There he just is. Just so you know, there he is, Bobby Big Hat. <laughs> it's, it's Bobby. It's Big cold hat. in here. Bobby Manning wasn't planning, wasn't right, planning going with a hat tonight. Yeah, we're in the stands here. You Everyone's planning on it, but you kept it on all night. It yeah, it's freezing all night. in here. It's a little chilly in there. Yeah, that, that'll really oh, get, get some meat on them bones. He's Bobby. freezing. He's freezing. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I got a. I got a. Yeah, well, a I, uh, damn. <laughs> damn, Bobby. It ain't that cold, Bobby. Trust me, it ain't that cold. <laughs> I got nothing to say to that. Rod, he's in Brooklyn. <laughs> if you're not if you're not walking around indoors with a winter hat on, then you're not in Brooklyn, bro. Sorry. Like that, that's required. Bobby's over here Dennis Schroeder in it right now with the hat, but that's all good. Oh. I, I like it. They I leave like the doors it. open too long. How about Smart with a tribute to Schroeder, rolling the ball past half court and then pulling up from three and nailing it, like from nearly half court there. That was that was my favorite play of the night. There was a lot of good ones, uh. 
What do you think Man, of this, this of the win overall? Your, what do you think of the win overall? Your view, Bob. Yeah, because so, uh, Sherrod really misses uh, Kyrie and, and, and Harden. Sherrod brought us Harden, back down to earth. I guess yeah. the new look Nets. You want to I see have the new to. look Nets tonight. You want to see the new look Nets. Here's the thing. So they're playing good, t- a few good teams. They're playing mostly bad teams on this stretch here. But it's it's over a quarter season now that they have just been this suffocating defense. That as more and more people start to assess it, there's no real answer to go at this defense. I mean, the Nets tried punching up a bunch of threes. It didn't really work. Most of them were pretty well contested. You can't go into the paint. There's no escaping. I guess unless the Celtics got in like really bad foul trouble or a team just shot unimaginably from three, there's no real answer to go at this defense. So I'm reaching the point with this scheme that they have, and especially when they're at full health, we'll see what happens if a guy or two goes down. They obviously didn't look great against Detroit last week. But when this group's fully intact and they're running these defensive rotations, I don't know who's going to beat them in the East. Like, I, I just, who's going to solve this? Who has the shooting? Who has the inside presence? And even if you do have the inside presence, you're going against these two bigs and these guys that can really defend the paint, Robin Horford, and all this lane. I, like, this is a real, this is a team that could really win the East. Like, it's, it's been too so, long at this point. So, Bobby, yeah, you, you have officially drank, swallowed, consumed. Verbal, all whatever in. you want to call I'm it. All in all on the this. Cool <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, Yo, everything's just cooking. <laughs> They're killing teams. You get that green drink. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I mean, I what mean, can you nitpick right now? And Bobby, you said I was, you said well, I was going uh, a little too green for you a couple weeks ago. I'm with you, Josue. You were right. <laughs> Listen, I don't know, I even, man. I think I your shade's a little. Your shade's a little too too green for me. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it though. What's I'll, up, Jimmy? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm tar- I'm starting to turn the corner too. I'm not at, I'm not at Bobby Manning peak level of fandom right now. But I I will say that I am a much more believer in this team than I was like a week, two weeks, three weeks ago. And and they are continuing to trend in the right direction. Now again, I know we want to see them beat more legitimate teams, I think, or teams that have their full roster on them. So they've beaten Denver. They've beaten Philly they, by fifty. Yeah, they beat Philly by 50 without their full roster, though. So, again, like, I want to see a team's full roster. I'm not trying to – I'm not knocking the wins. I just – I want to see them beat other better teams. That being said, yeah. I'm happy with the way they are winning based on the teams they're playing. So, well, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to, to do. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, yeah. to me – and that's the thing that we're – And they weren't doing that before. Season. They right. weren't doing that before. No, they were – they're right. basically – they were either losing a down. team – or, or letting teams that they should just absolutely beat the snot, should be beating the snot out of, beat them, right. or at least take them to the brink of defeat. And now it's just like they're looking over at Brooklyn, and they're just like, no Kyrie, no Kevin Durant, no Ben Simmons. This is no contest. We're about to whip their ass. And, we, and, we, and, 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 and Marcus Smart, you know, took six shots, and he made right. five of them. And at, damn near every shot he took was like a nice in-rhythm shot. And that's really what's happening. The thing about this team that I – and, again, their defense has been good all year. But what they're doing now is they have put teams in a position where you can't even run pick and roll and get a matchup that's going to be in your favor. Like, literally, when your point guards are running pick and roll and they get switched out and they got to deal with Rob Williams – you, you're that's not as big a mismatch as you would want it to be when your point guard is matched up against the center. When you run the same thing and you get Al Horford again, not nearly as big a mismatch as you would want it to be when one of your your supposedly fast, speedy players has a big on him. And because of that, you're able 
to win and compete and fight and get a lot of missed shots. And even when your bigs get switched out on like a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, they they're right now they're so locked in to knowing where their help is coming from that they're never really beat even when they're outmatched. Uh, there were multiple possessions where guys on Brooklyn had the ball, realized they had a mismatch, made a move, and by the time they got to the spot, they were the spot before the spot mm-hmm. where they could shoot. There was somebody yeah. there, and so then they, they had the reason. And, and yeah. they, they pick up I mean, for the guys so right well. Yeah, their help defense has been amazing. If, if a guy gets caught and all of a sudden a guy's open, someone rotates right over. It's seamless at this point. And I, I was yeah. talking to Smart about it, shoot around today, just the second level and third level help that you talk about there, Sherrod. The guys showing up on the second and third sides. That's what Smart talked about is making this group so special. There's always someone in position to take over. And you think of like – how much did we complain about that switching early in the year? And it's like, oh, are they switching too much? Is our guy's going to get this? And now it's just like in their sleep, they're in the right positions. Even Rob, well, who I didn't know, think was that great today, still had right. a big impact. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. And it's not just basketball, okay? BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. But the problem with their switching earlier this year was they were literally switching everything and switching before they even needed to switch. And you're watching this and you're just like, dude, fight over that weak ass screen and stay with your man. You don't got to switch every damn thing. Yeah. And they find, they figured out like really, really the last month, we don't need to switch everything, but when we do switch, we know who needs to switch, and we know where the help for that switch is going to, for the person who's switching is going to come from. I mean, it's been, inc- it's like, um, it's 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 crazy how in sync they have become defensively to the point. And again, you don't have any mismatches when teams run pick and roll. And I I can't I can't recall the last time I've seen a team that locked in defensively that had guys that were that had that ability to pretty much hold their own against any and every matchup that they have. I mean, the Philadelphia game to me was the greatest example we've seen this year of them just simply knowing their personnel. And the crazy part about that is the guy who I think is the best switcher on the team, Rob, didn't even play. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Think of the great defenses, Jimmy Josue. Like the one that comes to mind is 08. And, you know, I don't remember that year like game in and game out, but – this has got to be approaching that point, what this group's doing. I mean, they are miles ahead of the number two defense in the league since Drought Christmas. That's two whole months. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's just – Don't let him – What is – have they put no one for two months? It was I'm, a different era, but – Yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. So we can't, Bobby, we can't keep talking you don't, you about they have haven't come. played anybody and – they have all oh, it's it's been lighter and they've had it's been two months. We're talking about like half the year at this point that they've been the number one defense miles and miles ahead of anyone else. And as he may predicted, and when he said this, I didn't 
I wasn't sure about it. He said, I think when we start to pile up stops and we get out and run and stuff, we'll be a top five offense to, or a top 10 offense too. And they've been that on the streak. It was statistically, I don't know if they're actually a top 10 offense, but what it says is if you keep doing this on defense, you can play like a top 10 offense. And that's essentially what they've done. And that's a championship team. That's top yeah, 10 defense, top 10 offense. That's the identity of this team. You know, if, if you put it blankly, I mean, that's exactly what it is. And that's what we're seeing. But I mean, to, to, to your point earlier, Bobby, about this team winning the East, like, is that enough against the powerhouse teams? You know, the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, like I like the way they match up against Philly, but we still haven't seen what they look like with the, with the James Harden in the mix, you know, which is, which is face by the way, it's going to be a long series because if if these two teams meet, we're talking about 40, 45, 50 free throw attempts between Embiid and, 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 um, and Harden. Like, it's going to be ridiculous. Like, how is that team, like, defensively, how how does that, you know, how does Celtics counteract that, you know? It's going to be tough. I mean, that's just one example. But you know, I see, I'm I'm not as worried about that as I think a lot of people are. And, And here's why. Those guys are so good that they're going to draw attention. The way that those guys have been able to be effective is that they're able to find that balance between drawing attention, getting the ball out to guys who can make shots versus getting the ball back and doing their own thing. Philadelphia ain't got no shot makers now. I mean, freaking Matisse Thibel is, is like one of their top options. And I love Matisse I mean, Thibel, but he can't shoot. Yeah, I, would take Jim, I would take Jimmy's yeah. jump shot. I take Jimmy's jump shot over Matisse's jump shot. And you know oh, that's bro. saying something. That is bro. saying something. Oh, um, I hold my own out there. I want to see what Harden that's has. Yeah. It was interesting. That's enough slander very, for one show. That's, that's Jimmy's favorite comment of his of the year. He loved it. A very skinny, <laughs> skinny, skinny looking Harden appeared at Philly practice day, which is just unreal. I don't know how he transforms his body really? on a dime. Oh, that's motivated Harden. That's motivated. Oh, it, Harden. The break shed it off. Whatever he did. Long hours in the sauna will do. Will do you guys wonders. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I'm that's I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like I, I, again, I think the Celtics match up well against a team like that. But that's, it's all about the path through the playoffs, right? If this team is what's your worry, going to make that deep playoff run, I, well, my worry, honestly, is, is home court. I mean, that's that's honest. That's realistic for this team right now. But we got to wait and see. I mean, I, I think that. that's going to be – that would be huge for the Celtics. Going I'll into tell the you what home – I'm not, I'm not worried about It's not going to bother. Let me say something. What? Go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead, Jimmy. We're, we're going back and forth on whether or not the Celtics are better or not than this team. The real, the real thing we should be talking about is the fact that they're competitive with these teams now. They weren't even competitive yeah. with these teams a month ago. So that's the There's real. There's no win. one you're afraid of, is there? Not, not no. right now. Not really. No. I, but I do. Two, two I think. Ago, but there, I, I didn't think... even know if they're gonna make the damn playoffs. So that's yeah. the difference yeah. with this team. Like, and they are still trending in that direction. Yeah, we understand they haven't played the best competition, but they're beating the teams they have to beat the way they have to beat them. They can only play the schedule. What's Bill Belichick always say? Listen, we don't make the schedule. We just play the schedule. Control what you can right. control. You know, you can't be looking at the schedule and saying, oh, this win doesn't matter. Or this this win matters less than the other win. Play the games as they come, and eventually you're going to play a good team. And then, yeah, we'll find out who's real, who's fake, all that good stuff. So until then, you just got to, you know, keep bettering yourself. If you're the Celtics, do what you got to do to make yourselves better, and then you'll be ready for the Bulls, the Heat, the, the Nets when they're healthy. And then we have a series, and we'll see what happens. Roll the ball out there. You can't tell me the way Tatum Brown and now Rob are playing. If, they, if they're if they on their game at the same time with the way the team plays defensively, that these guys can't go seven with anybody. So I was just in the they pressure. They have to play their man. best, though. They're not going to win on out-talent 
of talented in the team. They have to play harder than the other team. That's the see, thing. you know what? See, Jimmy, this is the thing, Jimmy. I don't, I don't think they have to play their best to beat some of these better teams. And here's why: their defense isn't going anywhere. That defense yeah. is going to be rock solid, and they could have a crappy night shooting. But like, I would not be surprised if they have a playoff game or two where they win and shoot less than thirty percent from sure. the field. I think their less defense is that good. Less than thirty. Yeah. I, I their defense they is that, that game, good. No, it's not. Jimmy, I don't know about that. Their defense that. is that oh, good. Man, 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 their man. defense is that good. You know what's going to happen, Jimmy? You know what's going to happen, Jimmy? They're going to shoot 33, and Sherlock's going to be like, see? We're going to be like, nah, that's not what you said, man. Yeah, you said, <laughs> I want to see 29.5 on that damn 29.4. <laughs> that would have to be. I'm calling, I'm calling 34 Don't forget. That, that's going to be that. against a playoff team, man. That's not going to be against the freaking Magic. <laughs> So, <laughs> but, but but your I, point is valid. Your point is valid. I, yeah, I get your point. They're I get good. Your point. They're that good. They can, They're that they can, good defensively. They have. So that's what he made. They have been getting away with wins like that when they have a shot. Well, they already have been. The difference is going to be you're now playing playoff teams in a seven game series. So, while I don't expect those guys to be on their game night in night out, they're going to need to bring in. Someone's going to need to score on that offensive end, and it's and we know that they aren't the deepest team in the league, not even close. So somebody's going to have to take over at some point. They're committed to defense now and a, level, totally. a, a commitment that, that was not there earlier this season. And because of that commitment, even when they shoot shooting like crap, I still think they've got a shot to win because, again, they understand finally you don't win at a high level unless you defend the hell out of the ball. Unless you have three of the top five, top six scores in a game, you're going to need to defend at a high level night in, night out. And that's what they're doing. Even when they, sure. play, they don't play great. They're going to find a way to compete and win. And I think they're going to, again, I, they're going to have a game where they win a playoff game shooting 30% or less. I, I'll let you, I'll let Bobby and Joseph, I know they have my tie. I just want to say one last thing. Sherrod, you know, good offense always beats good defense. So that that's all I'm saying. Like, that's not have, true. That is always true that's in not the true. NBA. Yes, that it is. is. That is not true, Jimmy. Good offense beats <laughs> good defense. Do you know, do you know oh, why, see, do you know why? See, I, knew, State I, knew wins, I knew that wouldn't be the last thing said. The teams that have won championships have been top 10, top 15 defenses. And were they better Golden State, as much as their defense was like led the them to be better. Best. Yeah, they're, the, they're not number one. Their like the defense was ridiculous. Defense. Yeah. Their yeah. defense was ridiculous. Bobby, what did Eme say? Come on. We'll get back to this. Eme talked about that. The fact that – You talking about the Warriors defense? No, he didn't talk about them being at their best every night, which is kind of what Jimmy was talking about right there. But he talked about the fact that he knows what they're going to get out of them every single night now. And that's the defense, the pace that we're starting to see this team play with now, and the ball movement, which was just ridiculous yep. tonight, the way the ball was flying around different times. Uh, so I like the parallels of what he was saying early in the year, calling them out, you know, challenging their mental focus. He essentially said that this is a really mentally focused team tonight to come out of break and do this and be this reliable. Yeah. I mean, he barely has to worry about what he's going to get from them now. And so to what Sherrod said, when you have a defense that this is this reliable and it's, it's not like shooting where you're going to have good nights or bad nights. It's just the effort and the connectivity on that end that you have to lock in on. Like that's such a solid ground you know, groundwork for a team. Like it's not going anywhere. It doesn't matter who you're going to play. Right. And the it's foundation. a team defense. Yeah. It's not like you've got a you've got a Marcus Smart, a Tony Allen, a James Posey, and and you got six and seven of those type guys. You've got solid defenders with good length, move the feet. Yeah, Grant. Well, team defense is Derek White. 
It is. It absolutely is. I mean, and I mean, Grant Williams is not going to get any defensive player of the year votes yet. He has been a very solid and defender forget, out there. One of the most stunning things of the year. Rob was out for that Philly game. Grant stepped in, and they still held Philly to they the beat. lowest field goal percentage of any team this year. And remember, Embiid did not make a field goal until like halfway through the second quarter. He made a bunch of free throws, but you can live with that because when you make free throws, you got to earn those points. You literally have to earn those points. Embiid didn't make a shot to about six minutes in a second. People around the league have to wake up to what's going on here. And I've heard national people talk about it. I mean, this is really, really special what they're doing on that end of the floor over an extended time now. And that's what makes me think, why not? Why can't they win the East? Like who? What are you nitpicking well, at this point? What's not this there? Is, this is this is what it is, Bobby. It is, in my opinion, what's not yes, there? If you have a top defense, that's that goes a long way. It does. It creates a foundation. But in the best of seven series, you know, you're gonna get the, the team with the better players, better better overall players are gonna get the the, the the call, the benefit of the doubt, and probably gonna win the series. Now, you look at the Celtics offensively, though. They have two premier scorers in Tatum and Brown. I mean, two guys that are that at any given night can drop 40, 50 points. I mean, when you had that foundation on defense and two guys like that that are capable of going off, you know, especially on the big stage, and someone like Tatum who, who just did it last season against the Nets, I mean, I, it puts the Celtics in a really good spot to go deep into the playoffs. Now, to Sherrod's point, the reason why I'm not going to go on a limb and say this team can win a championship is because whoever's waiting for them on the other side of this scenario, them going into the NBA Finals, I don't like that matchup for them. But... You know, I'm not going to say this team, if, if that happens, then it's a failure. This team would overachieve by a mile if that, if that were to happen. No question. Well, the thing about this group, Josue, is, is, is this. They, they as we, as I think we all agree that they can compete with any and every team in the Eastern Conference. There's no team that they should look, look at and say, ooh, I don't know if we can beat them. But having said that, and we all know this to be true, there are certain levels that teams take their game to when the playoffs arrive there are teams in the eastern conference right now that are ahead of them that are ahead of them that i'm concerned if you're the boston i would be concerned that they're going to take their game to another level because the celtics defensively have been amazing i don't know how much better they're going to get than what we've seen now because this this is about as good as we've ever seen teams defend i mean you know i i covered the detroit pistons back in 2004 and this defense that the celtics are playing right now is on par with that defense and that defense was insanely sick this defense is just as good. I don't know how much better they're going to get. But when I look at the Miami Heat, when I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, when I look at, you know, possibly the Sixers, I do see the potential for them to get significantly better on the offensive end of the floor. And if that were the case, how is that, how is this Celtics defense going to basically counter counter attack that? Those are my big concerns when I look about look at them as a possible team that could go deep into the playoffs. How are they going to handle the adjustments that those other teams ahead of them are going to make? Because, again, they're playing out of this world basketball right now. And they and Ime, Marcus Smart, Tatum, they all deserve a big fat, you know, piece of the blame pie for this team's growth. But when you get to the playoffs – and you know teams are going to, as Joe Sway pointed out, you're going to get they're going to get calls that they normally don't get. You're going to get guys who are going to play better than they normally do. And can the Celtics hold their own when these other teams step their game up? I don't know. I don't know. How but do you I feel do about the way Brown and the X Factor is going to be Brown? Obviously. How do you feel about the way they're playing right now, Jimmy? 
how they're playing. I think they're playing great. I really do. I mean, I think Tatum's really stepped up. I want I want to talk about it later on in the show. I, I want to go into um, Tatum's podcast um, segment that he had um, with JJ Redick, and he talked. JJ Redick. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit later. We'll, we'll finish up this this type of convo first, but. Um, yeah, in a minute, I, Jimmy. In a I, minute, think, right. I think, yeah, I think, I think Tatum's getting a little. I know that, like tonight, for example, he shot right around fifty percent from the field. I know he's a little cold to start, but he's looking a little bit more confident out there with that outside shot. There it is, ten for twenty, and nailed it. Four for nine from three. Uh, Brown, a little bit more inconsistent. I think we can all agree the ball handling has regressed a bit. Um, but there are points in the game where Jalen Brown decides he wants to take over, and he does. We've seen it. I mean, it was only like a week or two ago where he was automatic from. He was in every three-pointer he took. He was all over the place. And we know what these two guys are capable of. Again, it's just kind of tapping into it a little bit more consistently, and I think that comes with experience more than anything else. I think we're getting that, Jimmy. I I really do. I mean, I I think, you know, for like every nine or ten games, they'll have maybe one or two bad ones. Uh, And to me, that's consistent. If you can have that type of ratio, like – Three to one for for every like bad game, you've got three or four good ones. That's a good ratio to have, uh, because we know when those guys yeah, play well, sure. they have a significantly great chance at being successful. So I, I think that they're at that point where they're not going to play great every night, but they're going to play pretty damn good most nights. And when they don't, you're going to lose, and that's the way it should be. Uh, when Joel Embiid plays like crap, they they should lose. If Steph Curry plays like crap, guess what? They're going to get their ass beat most of the time. That's the how it's supposed to be. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of the Jays now. I really do. I, I, I like – I mean, tonight, I didn't think Jalen played had a great game, but he still won with, like, six assists, which – Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. He was making yeah. quick decisions. We, we all know that there, there, he there are times right? he, oh, him and like, he, can, he can go, like – he can go weeks and not get six assists, let alone get six in one game. So And it's not because he had the we've ball on either. That's true. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. He was right, – uh, I want to pull up those receipts. We got those receipts. We don't need to pull them up. Just one, just one more thing on Jalen Josue. He – he was yeah, making was the up. quick decisions, and I and I criticized him for that a week or two ago. I wasn't sure if he was going to criticize him for making quick decisions. No, for not making quick decisions, oh, turning the say. ball over, and just being a little too sloppy. Over the Can last couple games here, Bobby, you talk to him about this. Well, I mean, it wasn't a resounding criticism. It wasn't an indictment on him. Like people. In other words, no, I'm not apologizing. That's what Bobby said. He ain't apologizing. <laughs> yeah, he, he ain't getting He's moving in the camera. He's moving you know, in the right Jaylen, direction Jaylen in this part of his game. The question a couple times, and then be like, well. But yeah, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I, lo- I love that about Jalen. I actually like that about him. But that anyway, happened to me in Philly. But uh, <laughs> hey, another hey, you don't want to go on a record. You got, you know, you got to make sure you understand the question completely. Hey, I'm not mad. I'm not. Yeah. All right. Um. No, this is what I talked. I, I teased this a bit at the beginning of the show because you know Marcus talked about he was he was asked about this. You know his his Joe uh, Sway. The level. Of, what's before up? You, before you go into it, I wanna I wanna pay a bill here. I wanna pay some bills so before we get into this next because it sounds like what you're gonna say is gonna be important. So before we get to it, I want to talk to you guys about our sponsor for tonight's show. Oh, it is okay. I was like, Koda. Yeah, I got to pay the bills, Joseph. I got to pay. Okay, you'll like, what's Marcus, what's Marcus doing? What? Oh, you want that paycheck to come or what? So anyway. I thought show you were is... trying to do a segue with Marcus. I, I didn't know where you were going with it. No, I, I want to I wanna give you a runway to, to uh, trust me, I got to get this one in. And I just want to. Go, Jimmy. Just go, Jimmy. Go. Yeah, yeah go, Jimmy. Go. All right, let me get it out there. It's, it's Coda. So basically what this is, and I know a lot of people now are working from home more or they're working, um, you know, just not in the office like they used to be. So if you are doing those things and you're, but you're working with a team or you're working in a company that you have to bounce ideas and bounce things off people uh, that you work with, then this company, Coda, might be uh, the answer for you guys. So it allows you to work anywhere. Um, if you need your laptop, you just need some Wi-Fi. Um, 
And what you do is basically um, you spread across. It's basically you spread documents together on this app. Call it an app that basically combines all your apps together. It's a stack of workflow workflow tools. You have jumping in and out of all day, and um, it's it's essentially documents that bring it all together for you. It's endlessly customizable and connected. There are templates for anything and everything, product roadmaps, remote onboarding, OKR tracker, meeting notes, you name it, Coda has it. It adapts to growing teams and changing strategies, and it can help change the way you view information depending on what you need to do with it. And most importantly, it integrates with all the tools you need. Um, it syncs up so that you don't have to download all these different programs and apps, and you can kind of work with your team, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say like seamlessly um, in one group. So uh, the call to action is this. With Coda, you can solve for just about anything, and right now you can get started having your team all working together on the same page for free. So if you head over head over to Coda. <laughs> head over, kid. Head, head over. over to Coda. Head <laughs> over there. No, that accent just comes through sometimes. Head today, over huh? to Damn. Coda. Let me get Coda.io <laughs> slash garden. That's C-O-D-A dot I-O to get started for free. And um, if I didn't make it clear, it's basically a, a downloadable program that you, you as your team uh, can sort of work together on it and make business more seamless. Small business, big miss, business, doesn't matter. They've got over 25,000 companies using it right now. Um, and you could be 25,000 and one. So all that being said, Josue, right. you check them out. Check them out. Well done, Jimmy. No, check them out, guys. I think um, the Celtics yeah, no. might be using might be using code yeah. the way they can organize. Yeah, they're consolidated. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? That, a big part of that is, is Marcus Smart. Now, Marcus Smart, before this game, he was asked about the injury, of course. Uh, it was sort of on everyone's mind heading into the All-Star break. And he was asked about the, his, his pain meter, so to speak, right? Between a 1 through 10, and he called it a 2. two. So I, I, the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is, though, um, Bobby, I believe you tweeted about it. Other people did. They said that he looked kind of, you know, like he was limping a bit after shoot-around or before shoot-around, rather. Um, is, is there any way that maybe he's being a little – I don't know. Not, not not that he's lying, but maybe maybe this thing is is he, is he playing through something more significant, or is he? Should we take his word for it at this point? You know, because there's still a whole lot of basketball left for the rest of the season, of course, beyond if this team is to go deep. And Marcus is a big part of that, in my opinion. It was interesting in Philly because it looked bad. Remember, we we were like, oh, that looks really bad. And post game, they were like, uh, uh, it will be fine. So. You know, I think it is a pain tolerance thing, as he said. He said he had a bruise. I didn't like the way he was moving. Maybe it is playing it up a little bit. I don't know. But I was concerned when I saw him at Studerant because he was kind of limping into the room. He had the huge pack of ice on it. But he's like, I'm good to go. It's a two. I swam in the pool over break, and I was good to go. And honestly, he looked great out there moving-wise. You know, he was in the pregame, warm-up, shooting around, changing directions and stuff. There was only one moment there in the game where it looked like it started bothering him a little bit just before halftime when he did a take foul at half court. Uh, so overall, it was nice to see him come out there and be an organizer again, uh, running pick and roll like nothing to rob. And, uh, hitting a bunch of threes, that's obviously not something you're always going to expect from him, but when he does it, it's a plus. Otherwise, the things you do expect out of him, he gave you here tonight. And honestly, looking back at that Detroit game that he missed and how bad they were offensively for stretches of that one, he, he's starting to look like an X-factor for this group just in terms of what he gives them at that lead guard spot because he is fully embraced just making stuff happen. 
making the quick decisions at the top, initiating actions, and being the point guard. And that was really the turning point of the season when he decided, I'm going to go all in on this after he came back from that injury. The Washington game, Josue, we remember exactly where we were when he came back and had that huge yeah. game moving the ball huge. around. And that's who he's become as a player. It's like, you know, how many years has he been in the league now? Uh, since 2014, 15 now. So it's, it's like almost year 10, he has an epiphany. This is who he is as a player. And this is the stuff you're going to expect game in and game out from him. Like, you never used to know what you're going to get out of Smart. And now he's another guy on this team that you're like, all right, he's just going to move the ball and be patient and be conservative even with the shot taking. Six shots in a game, that used to be very surprising when we did that. Not anymore. Well, I, I, a lot of it, I think, is just guys are finally putting their words to action. Like, they talk about trusting each other, but they didn't play like it. They didn't play like they had each other's back. They didn't play like, if I give you the ball, I may not get it back this possession, but I'm going to get it back because you're going to trust me to make that shot. It's Marcus, This it goes back to what Marcus was talking about before, about Tatum and Brown in the past where the team playing better defense and all those things. And the only thing, to me, the, the biggest difference is that everyone seems to be buying into what Ime and Marcus and, and, and all their leaders have been talking about. And that wasn't the case earlier on. It was just like guys were like, well, that sounds good, but let me try this out instead. Or, right. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this every now and then, but at some point I'm going to kind of do my thing. It's, it was like and, they couldn't contain themselves, right? That's what it was. They yeah. would go out there just like in the moment, like, uh, I'm going to do this thing instead. Yeah. yeah like, you like, think it was intentional, Sherrod? I think it was subconscious. I think it was, it was that they were – I don't think it was something that they were playing. It was like premeditated or anything like that. I think it was just, it just happened. Uh, they, they would have great ball movement for two or three possessions. And then at some point, Jalen Brown would look to see that he's got some six four guard who isn't very quick guarding him. And rather than attack him, he's like, I'm just going to shoot right over the top of him. Or Tatum would have a switch out on a, on a slow big. And rather than swing the ball two or three times to get it back for an open three, or open drive to the lane. He just tried to attack and, you know, get some contact, and then immediately the hands go up. You know, right. yeah. where's the call? And, and so, yeah. they, but now there's just greater trust with them. I mean, they, they actually talk about trust and they play like they trust each other. And early in the game, he did have a charge call where you're sitting there and kind of complaining a little bit and had his arms up, and then he just gets right yeah. past it. It doesn't linger with him anymore. You, missed shots always bled into his defense and the other parts of his game, and he may stress to him early in the season, do the other stuff, rebound, defend, uh, pass a ton. And now Tatum, you know, he said, we talk about the habits that he may change, whether it's smart, ground a little bit as well as Tatum. Tatum drives almost every time now. He's always swinging the ball out to the perimeter. He's repositioning himself to get the ball back again. And honestly, at this point, I, I trust him as a, as a lead creator as I do smart. He is doing so much stuff from that position so consistently. A couple of turnovers early in this one. He comes out, plays a clean second quarter. And the rest of the night, it's almost like he's effortless, just swinging the ball to everybody. Uh, it's amazing the growth that Ime's gotten this, out of this group in a short amount of time. There's a lot of Coach of the Year candidates. He's got to be up with just about everybody. I'd say like Jason Kidd, Monty Williams, Bolster is always going to be there. But he's right up there, I'd say, in the top five, six with just about anybody, just based off what he's gotten out of these guys and the way that he's kind of transformed their games. Is this the best you've ever seen Marcus Smart play? Jimmy, what do you think? Um, honestly, in this role, I think yes. It might be. 
In this role, definitely. I think there were points where, you know, Mark, let's be honest, Marcus Smart became a fan, fan favorite for a reason. So it's not like he just started playing solid basketball. I mean, the energy and, and the effort points have always been there. And, um, you know, some of his flashy passing and his obvious, you know, um, top of the league on the defensive side of things. Not so much last year, but previous seasons. So I think this is definitely one of the best stretches we've seen of Marcus Smart. It's probably how I would put it. Um, and it's just the the way he's doing a little bit. Of, he's given the game what it needs, which is kind of what we've been saying. That's the mark of a great point guard is, is not just doing whatever it is you do do well, only that. It's doing what the game needs and providing you know, your teammates, putting them in a position to succeed out there. And I think – He's, it's maybe he's getting a lot more comfortable with that role than he has been in, in past seasons. So in that sense, I would say, yeah, it is the best we've seen him play. Yeah, I mean, when I when I think about Marcus, I I, I think about you know what I what I like to call the five tools of talent, and that's guys who can score, rebound, defend, pass, and make their teammates better. And I think in yep. those five areas, Marcus is playing the best that we've seen <laughs> him ever. Thanks, Jimmy, for the for the tabulation. I appreciate Other it. than Coda. <laughs> Said it quickly. Yeah, yeah they're his rules, man. Yeah, I think he knows there's five. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I, <laughs> we've seen him play better. I think we've seen in, in different facets of the game him play better than he has now. Like for example, he's been really good defensively, but we've seen him play better defense than what we've seen of late. And that's that's no knock against what he's doing now. It's just that he has played at a ridiculously high level before for stretches of time. Um, I and I think back to that stretch where, where uh, James Harden was in Houston, where he drew those. Yeah. Back I was just, that's file. exactly what I was thinking. That's, yeah. I mean that that stuff just doesn't happen that, every that was day. Wild, yeah. um, so, so, uh, but to, to Mark to Marcus's credit though, I mean he has put the he has put the full package together and has given them exactly what they need. Uh, the challenge for him going forward is making sure that he stays healthy enough to be out there. Uh, because he, he's had a couple of, you know, kind of nick bumps and bruises. And the last thing they need is for him to be out for even a couple. So that's of what worries me about this team. We're, we're seeing them play pretty thin night in and night out. They handled that one injury against Philly. The, the depth of center ties look good there. But then you get a second injury to Smart going into that Detroit game. And all of a sudden it was like, Ugh. I don't know if they have the depth to sustain multiple injuries to this group. And, you know, you say that about everybody, right? Like, if any team gets oh, yeah. hurt, they're exactly. going to drop below where they are. But I think the Celtics especially have to be completely intact to reach their full uh, fruition because you just don't have guys off the bench that can separate in, save for maybe Grant. And I don't even know if White can do it yet. We haven't seen it in, in the one game that he had to step in there for Smart. So this group's got to stay intact. And that's the other factor we talk about here when we – discussed whether this group can make the run you got to catch breaks so our other team's gonna be fully intact here you're gonna be fully intact for i think it would be the first time ever for the celtics to not have a big injury during the playoffs that's the kind of stuff that's gonna make or break if they're right there with everyone else whether or not they make the finals you know is is miami gonna be together is milwaukee gonna have their wings i know they've been really beat up philly and bead harden those are two guys you always look at and it's like are they gonna be able to sustain a big run here Boston, too. You think of Rob, you think of Smart. Those are two guys that can always run into a little something. And uh, luckily, the Jays are usually pretty healthy. And, uh, you know, Horford has stayed remarkably intact throughout this year. Yeah, and, like, honestly, Bobby, I don't don't worry about um, health because – well, the Celtics, all they do is Every say, we're healthy. We're healthy now. Oh, we weren't healthy before. Number one thing they say. 
Right, right, right. But like, you can't be just bracing for the moment where somebody goes down because, you, like you said, any team that loses one of their best players or one of their starting starting players, likely that's that's going to put them really behind in, in, in the you know chance to really contend for a title. There's only a few teams out there with the depth that can withstand a major injury, and the Celtics certainly are not one of them. And if it happens, that sucks. But you have to, you can't just be good in the NBA. You, you're right. You have to be lucky as well. You have to catch breaks. You have to play opponents at the right time. Um, and right now, the Celtics are doing both of those things. They're healthy. They're playing opponents at the right time. And right now, they're kind of coming into a bit of a groove here. And if they can ride that momentum into the, into the playoffs, fine by me if they play every shitty team in the league going into the going into the playoffs. If that, if that means that that's going to build their confidence. You'd love to be the asterisk Stack champion. those wins. Why not? No, no, not, not in, not in the playoffs, wins. but leading up to the playoffs, I'm saying. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stack those wins. You know, get yourself a good seed. You know, maybe put yourself in a home court advantage like Joe Sway wants. And, and you know, you're in a position to, to go it. a few rounds. Like, are they, these Be the Asterix champion. These, these guys were a first-round exit in my eyes, you know, a month ago. Playing maybe. Months, maybe. That was weeks ago. Right, playing maybe. I know. I'm saying best-case scenario, they were a first-round exit. I mean, we're, yeah. we, were, we were looking at – this, the eight through ten seeds, wondering if they were going to have to have to have a home home court in the playing game. So things are definitely different now than they were. Um, and I'll be honest, I I think they're kind of growing up before our eyes a little bit here. Um, I kind of want to transition into the Tatum podcast because I I think that was the first real um, real look we got at Tatum. Um, you know, real real good interview we got it. Like sort of aside from the cookie cutter interview, interviews that, huh? yeah. that we that we're stuck with now right now because yeah, i felt like he really uh you know just let everything out yeah that's true um and i talked about this yesterday on discord shout out discord um everybody who was on the discord last night we did a two-hour uh discord <laughs> audio chat i i held it down for two hours it was like late night radio and i, I think <laughs> Um, Amit's going to put the graphic up. There it is. So it's clnsmedia.com slash discord. We've got about 650-ish people in the discord already. We just started this thing like two weeks ago. And one of the weeks included all-star break where we didn't, we didn't really, you know, have any, we didn't have any games to even chat about in there. So this, this discord's growing um, rapidly. It's a ton of fun. Like I said, last night I did two hours in there. Um, good amount of people jumped in. Um, they were able to jump on the quote unquote stage and, talk about whatever was on their mind, Celtics, NBA. Um, you know, we went around the league. Um, and one of the things we talked talked about for a good good amount of time was this Tatum interview. Um, from start to finish, I mean, he started off with talking about his Duke days and how, you know, Coach K was, you know, pretty, uh, you know, pretty tough on them. And, you know, probably one of the toughest coaches you could probably imagine having. And then he goes from Coach K to Brad and didn't really talk a whole lot about that. But I was wondering in my mind – just thinking, wow, that must have been a huge difference for him, you know, the coaching styles, because Brad doesn't seem like the type of authoritarian uh, coach that Coach K is, and certainly in college no. basketball. He's not going to yeah, lock you out of, play, out of practice. No, he won't exactly. You can get away with that in college. <laughs> you can't really get away with that in the NBA. And then he moved to the Celtics, and that's where he kind of got into the good stuff, talking about how he took the first few years of his career for granted, much like a lot of younger players do, just the winning and being able to, you know, get to the – playoffs and get to the Eastern Conference finals and and not really understand how difficult it is to get there and I think over the last couple seasons that's kind of been eye-opening for him and I just think that he said a number of other things in that interview that made me think you know what like this kid yeah he's 23 
he's kind of growing up in front of our eyes. He's still a young kid, but he's maturing. I can hear it. I can I can see that that he's not the 19 year old that entered this league that you know was wide eyed and you know sort of just taking it all in. I, I think he kind of understands that he has a pretty serious role now um, with the success of this team, which leads me to the whole section that they talked about how him and Brown talked to each other about wanting to be in Boston. I was just wondering what you guys thought about you know, that and just a couple of the other things that he mentioned. Well, the, the, the weird thing about that whole Jalen-Jason dynamic is that um, when you look at what they say, you look at how they engage each other. You look at from the very beginning of how they, I mean, how we were trying to come up with nicknames for them as a tandem, and they were trying to come up with nicknames for themselves as a tandem. There was nothing that indicated that there was this uh, desire to part ways. Um, like when you think about the, the, the pairings in the NBA, when you think about it, you know, CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard, you know, they didn't have issues, but you didn't really feel as though they were like kind of tied at the hip. Uh, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, damn sure weren't tied at the hip. Certainly not. Um, they actually you, you start looking at all. You, you start looking around the league and you don't see too many guys that talented, that young, that are that cool with each other the way Jalen and Jason are. And so it's not surprising that he talks about that. Um, but, I mean, if we're being honest and keeping it real, people don't want to hear that, even if that's the truth. Uh, because I didn't believe don't it. Want, you didn't believe, didn't that, believe they, that they were cool? No, I thought that they were that cool, they, but I, I, I never – I wanted to hear them say that they both – that they want to be in Boston, that they want to play for the Celtics, that they want to play with each other. There was a lot of examples that I thought over the last couple of seasons that made me feel like, you know what, I don't know if these guys really are buying into being here. But Jimmy, that, Jimmy, but Jimmy. That interview changed my mind a little bit. See, here's the problem, though, Jimmy. This is this is what I, I, th- I think we need we need to have a conversation about. They can't control that. They can't. They literally can't control that. They can go out yeah, there and average. But, they can their average. Body lang- and, their body language. Yeah. Their, their, Sharon, the way that they seen, play. They like, can, their seen, body yeah, language. Seen and young, their, we've seen young cannons in the past have way more fun. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's not I'm, who he is, though. That's not his personality. It's not just and, about having fun. It's just about the way that the way that they were kind of conducting themselves, not only on the court, but you know, like you yeah. just you don't really you just. I never just got that vibe, and I'm not saying it's fact, but that was the vibe I got. Now, when I heard the Tatum interview and sort of from his perspective and him explain some things, I was like, you know what? Some of this stuff makes a little bit more sense. I kind of believe where he's coming from, and maybe his opinion has changed a little bit more. Maybe, like he said, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Maybe he's learning that. As he's playing, and maybe these two guys are. That line stuck out to me the most. Yeah, yeah, like the assurance that I, I you got it there. Goes, it goes twofold too, in my opinion. Yeah. I took it as, yeah, you know, maybe Celtics fans don't know that, or maybe guys out there who want to see these guys split don't know that. But also, they're realizing that too. Like the grass isn't, isn't always greener for them. You know, they don't want to be two years removed from a from a breakup and think, man, why didn't we work on that? Why didn't we make that work? And I thought him talking about the 2019 team. You know, illustrated that as well. Like, man, we had so much talent. We had all these guys in here. Why didn't we go to the NBA Finals? You know what I mean? Like, right. that's all that is educational for him. You know, he, he's taking all that in. And, yeah, Jimmy, for sure. I, I Listening to that podcast, I thought he sort of just let it all out, sort of, you know, unwind a bit with those guys. Mm-hmm. And you you saw a guy who's who's maturing, who, who, who's telling – uh, the, the the first four or five years of his of his career and, and seeing seeing the the difference and seeing how much he's learned you know this right. far. Well, this 
there's three things that play there that I want to hit on quick because he also talked about the fact that they were in the Eastern Conference Finals two of those first however many years there and they were making deep playoff runs and they were winning all those different games and something he's talked about a little bit before that I think is really started to hit him now is that it's not easy to get to that point. Two seasons in now where they have struggled immensely just to get to the home court line in the East and that's working hard night in and night out just to be in games seen it these last few years he's realizing how hard this is to carry a team to be that number one guy and this is really the first year that he is that number one guy right because they had Kemba last year in that role so this is him starting to realize that yeah I might have to change some things because I think for both of these guys what Sherrard had on are they doing these things intentionally or is it just subconsciously the way they're playing and the way they're leading well it always worked for both of them like it got them to this point they've had all this success and I think they have had a lot of success at this point but what I think is also true is that they're young I, they're not young and experienced but they're young in terms of who they are and the roles they're in and stepping into being the number one and number two options on a team. So they tried these things for a year and a half. They just kept punching a wall and they just kept losing games the same way. And at some point, I think both of them realized, all right, we have to change. We have to have a conversation, right, Josue? You talked about the fact yeah, that like, they, they never want, this year. They, never, they, they would never do it. And then after that next collapse, it's like, oh, geez, like we got to get on the same page here. And remember Brown after that right. game saying, all right, we had a little conversation just to make sure we're on the same page here. So they the both got out of their the comfort room. zone a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I always well, thought it was an open in the room. And it wouldn't shock me, well, as he alluded to in the podcast, that they were like partly jokingly, but half serious. Like, hey, you you want to stay here, right? <laughs> hey, like, man, you, yeah. You're not like, leaving, you know, are you? <laughs> you're not just like towing the line and just saying, you know, well, I'm under contract. Let's just see what happens. Like you actually want to be like, you believe in this, all this, right? right. And I think that could have opened up a lot of dialogue that they've never had. Honestly, well, go ahead. Sherrod, what do you they got? have to ask each other that then sure as hell. We're going to have, we're going to be asking ourselves that too. Sherrod, what's up? Well, being a 500 no, I, doesn't help, you know? Well, I, right. And I, I think ultimately that's really what frankly moved the needle for both of them is the fact that your team is 500 and you're a damn all-star. How does that work? How do you have two right. all-stars, both under 25, and you're a 500 team? Clearly, there's something that you are not doing that you need to do. You need to make changes. And, you know, the, the point that we were talking about earlier, they're still in their infancy stage in this whole face of the franchise yes. that they're both in. Uh, and I, I don't yeah. – because they had so much success so early that we were just – without really realizing, we were conditioned to believe that, well, you know, they're young, they're getting this far now. They're a little bit older, so they're naturally going to make, make that next jump. And that's the one thing that I know Brad Stevens talked about this a lot. And damn near any coach you spend any time around will talk to you about. It's it's not that hard to go from bad to okay. It's not that hard to go from okay to good. But when you want to get great, that's the hard part. That's where you have to make sacrifices. That's where your game has to be crafted and catered and, and, and shaped in a way that you may not be comfortable with. Uh, I don't think Jason Tatum get, is thrilled about getting six, seven, eight dimes. But if that I can still get 25 points and get six dimes and a win, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do so that. So that's I'll, a big question. I don't that know why, that, Sherrod. Is that why LeBron is, went to Miami, Sherrod? Is that why? LeBron that's going to be the big question he was in Cleveland. You go to you spend time in Cleveland. You want to go to Miami? He couldn't, he couldn't be great in Cleveland, Sherrod. Oh, come on, Sherrod. Let me ask you that one because that's a great point. 
are they going to keep being comfortable doing these things? So these aren't easy things, especially the way they're running offense. We've talked about just how hard it is to create quality shots and get inside every time and do all the things that they're doing. I don't have a good sense of whether they're enjoying that. I'm sure they're enjoying the results of it, but at some point, do you go back to old habits? We haven't seen it lately, but it's possible. I don't think they're going to go back, and, and here's why. Because they're still, production-wise, doing what they were doing before. In fact, they're just doing more now. And I think yeah. that they understand that as a leader of the team, as the go-to guys, you have to do more. And if you're doing more and you're winning, then you're doing the right thing. You're making the right basketball players. They're making more. They're doing more positive things that impact winning besides scoring now than they used to. It was as if there was a point where if Tatum didn't get you 30, 35 points, you're probably not going to win. He can go out there and get you 15, 20 points now and have like six, seven, eight assists, seven, eight rebounds, a couple steals, a block. And it's a great night. And that, to me, is part of their maturity, their growth, and their understanding of what it takes to be a championship contender. Right now, they're a good team, and they've got the potential to really scare the crap out of a lot of teams come playoff time. But I still think they're they're still a notch or two below being a legitimate, bona fide, this is a no-brainer. They're competing for a title. They're not, I don't think that that they're getting there. They're yeah, definitely getting there. I think they're getting there too. I think they're they're, they're closer today than they were, you know, earlier this season. The big thing that came that came for me out of that thing is that I'm much more on board with Tatum and Brown leading this team to wherever, however far they can go, than I was before I heard that. That was your big in. question, Jimmy. Yeah, well, welcome, totally. welcome, I, to I, the, welcome to the club, Jimmy. Welcome. I, 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 I'm, I'm much more on board with it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think there was a lot of people out there who said, listen, one of these guys oh, is going to have to go. I think you're right. I think there were a lot of people, and a lot of people were wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe. Or I think they, I don't think they were wrong at the time. I think there was every reason. No, they were wrong. The, no, no. The, every reason they had to feel the way they felt, I think, was. John's been absent a little often lately. <laughs> oh, fair. man. John's going to come in hot when he comes back. I can't but the wait. way that they're playing, the things that they're saying, if, if what they're saying is. This true, is your team? If these two thing. guys truly do want to play together and truly do want to play here, then you absolutely keep them together. You don't you don't make the Beal trade. You don't make, you know, whatever other major trade that you are thinking about making. You, you don't do any of that. You, you, you Trading Brown would have been guys. the craziest thing in the world. Right. I mean, and Bobby, we were both guilty of saying, oh, like the Harden trade would have been. You know, that would have been Yo. sweet if they, if they did that. But, you know, that looks Bobby, like... Bobby, you were thinking about it. You were thinking about it. So... Yeah, you know, just because of what I would have given last year's team. But right, exactly. I, I mean, think it, we were wrong just looking at where Harden went. Right. I mean, we don't know what would have happened last year, but that's besides the point. Anyways, I, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot like more a, confidence... That feels like decades ago now. There's a lot more confidence around, around these two guys today than there has ever been, I think. So, and now with the emergence of Rob, this is what we talked about a lot on, on Discord last night, too. Rob kind of gives you that that third star, you know, he kind of, he's the X factor that kind of takes you to that next level. Ooh, let me, let me talk about, about Rob real quick, because we, never mind trading Brown, we kicked around trading Rob and I was pretty loose with that one. Like I didn't believe right. that there's this upper echelon, there's this all-star level mm-hmm. in him. I love a lot of the things he does. I love a lot of the moments he flashed there. And I was obviously one of his biggest skeptics last year, just in terms of the little pieces that he couldn't put together and what prevented him from being a you star and injuries play. and all the rest. Yeah. He's doing it at a pretty consistent rate here, and he's kind of the anchor of all this. He, he's doing like all apology, the little things. Bobby. 
And it's it's not even an apology of like, oh, this I didn't think this guy was gonna be anything. You always knew he had special attributes, but now oh, you man. look oh. at <laughs> <laughs> there it is. John's gonna be so sad that he missed this. It's okay, we'll get you for another one too. <laughs> so there was one guy I would have traded Rob for absolutely, and it would have been Sabonis. That's obviously that's out the horrible. window now. That's obviously out the window now, and now I think we've reached a point with Rob where he's untouchable, and that's not a place I was in a couple oh, weeks man. ago or a month ago or anything like that. I mean, he is—he is definitively part of this core just because of the groundwork, the the you know baseline that he gives this defense, and then on offense you see all the little things he does there too. He he dominated the early part of this game when Drummond was in there, and he was just rolling. And all he has to do really is roll, pass, and that's before he starts to add other parts of his game. He's hitting more free throws now. He's staying on the court longer. He's fouling less tonight. Throw that out the window because he did foul a lot tonight. I don't know how many times I can just keep saying these things about him because he's doing it consistently, and he's another one of these guys who has been so inconsistent in years past and that was just one of the guys that you know exactly what you're going to get in night in and night out. And listen, he should be in the most improved conversation, right? No. You mean no. Really? <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, look, look, the, the, the guy that the guy that's I, I still take win that is Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, our, our good friend. I'm not saying he should win. I'm saying maybe top sure. five, ten in voting. Point being, T- top ten. Yes, I'll give you top ten. Yeah. Yes. Fairly improved for yes. sure. And, but, the thing about him, Jimmy, and I'll just say this real quick, is that oh, no he's gotten really, he's gotten a lot better, but you see, you still see even more room to get better. Like he still doesn't have a face-up game. He still doesn't, uh, you know, have multiple moves on the block in the post. I mean, once he starts developing some more moves and he develops more of a fifteen-footer foot shot, which I think he he has, he just doesn't take. He gave it. up on that though, didn't he, Sherrod? Like, remember that? That that was like it so felt like he good. did. Yeah, yeah, it felt like he he hasn't, he hasn't even tried one in a long time. Yeah, he's like, yo, I yeah, can just catch it, lobs instead. All right, I'll just do that. Yeah, if <laughs> if it felt like you know, it, it's just a notch above more frequent than Ben Simmons taking a three point shot. Um, or shout out <laughs> pretty much that's what it felt it's not it, it, it's for, not yeah. that it's not that bad but it's not that much better either. well imagine right. if simmons just rolled to the rim every time and he made that his his job so rob knows what his job is right now and yes i yeah. think we'd all like to see him expand beyond that to become an all-star level player because he's gonna have to do other stuff to become an all-star he can't just be the king of lobs and blocks and make the all-star game that way he's gonna have to eventually do other things and i, I still don't free know throws if he's too, bobby there. he can make his free throws pretty damn yes. good for a big yeah, from what we've seen, he doesn't get there in time. They can get there more often, though. He, that, I think he, that's how he, that's how you you become a double digit scorer. You know, like, he's clutch. His clutch free throws. I think he's uh, is he a hundred percent this year? He's right up I there. I think so. He's yeah. right he was up perfect there, yeah. tonight, wasn't he? Yeah, four for four. Yeah, I'm just talking in the clutch, but uh, then that oh, was yeah. a Chicago yeah. game that he really won. Listen, yeah. I got nothing yeah. left bad to say about Rob. It's it's all good right there. And <laughs> listen, this yeah. is Emay's quote it's after been the availability. game. Availability has been been the thing for me with Rob. And if he can stay on the that's court, the biggest difference. Yeah. Play hard. Have you heard out there? Then sky's the limit, like Sherrod said. What's the quote you, you got, Bobby? Have you heard a quote like this from Emay this year? Happy about everything. No. Everything. Oh, oh good picks from Emay. No, no I have not. Hey, that Detroit hey, game oh. is not going to go well. Trap game, trap game. Is awesome. Trap. Uh, 12 o'clock start. Are you guys ready? 12 o'clock start, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Awesome. Email, I'll be ready email for that. 
he just he just jinxed it. I'm surprised he said that. I know seriousness, guys. I'm not gonna lose to Detroit again. We do it. Bobby, you just said that. Guys, tune in. I'm I'm confident. Saturday afternoon. It's a noon. Tip offs at noon. It's noon. We'll be on. We'll be on during the day. If they lose, I think we'll get more viewers. Honestly. We'll be doing Bloody Marys and Moses in the morning. We, we might yeah, do a little, join us for brunch. Right. A pre-game Discord, maybe. Who knows? We'll like mix it Hopefully up. Hopefully, I'm back in Boston. That snow's hitting tomorrow. I don't know if I'll make Bobby, it. the last yeah, time sure you were in Brooklyn, you turned it into a, a three-day, like, traveling <laughs> fiasco. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah it was four hours south. You were not man. worried. You were not worried I'm about I'm not taking you know, the train back, the, or the plane back this time. I'm not going back to JFK. Yeah, you we're taking the train. Yeah. Uh, Figure out the, the airport. Either situation. way, you won't mind. You won't mind. All right, guys. Final thoughts here, uh, Jimmy. Let's start with You're you. Right. Uh, he- heading into this one, uh, was it Saturday uh, against the Pistons on the road? My final thought. Don't let Beef Stew get you. My final thought. Oh, yeah. has nothing to do. The return with, of Beef Stew. With anything that we've talked about tonight, one thing happened over All Star break. I mentioned this to Discord. The whole KG snub of Ray Allen. Was it a snub? Was it not a snub? I don't know because. We also saw a picture of the three of them together, which if you are a Celtics fan, like from any age that remembers that championship, all you want is for these guys. All you should want is for these guys to be boys again. Next month. At KG spread the night. love and so that we can just celebrate them all and not have to talk about drama. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed. And also I, I want to mention this. We had Cedric Maxwell on the discord for a hot minute last night. Uh, he was in sure rare did. form and uh, Cedric knows these guys better than most people do. And he may have, he may have hinted that maybe maybe there is a truce happening between the three, and there might be, or he hopes, that we may see Ray Allen at they have to do Jersey it. retirement ceremony. So no, that's my final deep. thought for the night um, is that no. I'm tired of talking about these guys and drama. I want to talk. I want to celebrate these guys because the championship that they won, they always talk about it. It's a brotherhood. It's, it's Ubuntu. It will never be forgotten. Well, then they need to start living each day like that and, and let bygones be bygones and move move forward. And I saw, bring, uh, good for it. bring, but bring is, Ray back into the club. Listen, I, I agree with all that, but, Jimmy, I don't think it was a snub. I just honestly think it was one of those moments where KG's just not trying to see that. They, he knows that I, they enjoyed a championship together. Like, yeah. they, you know, seeing him and LeBron, like, he was just like, look at – I'm not trying to look at that right now. And there now. were a lot I'm of players – in that, vid- in that video, there were a lot of players that were, like, doing their own thing and while they were announcing all those guys. It wasn't like everyone was locked on to each player yeah. as they were walking. I think Did the you fact see that how giddy them. LeBron was, though? LeBron was so giddy. Like, uh, you LeBron was ready to show in. LeBron was yucking it up with everybody. The Oklahoma City, Cleveland, everybody was yeah. getting LeBron's love. Except didn't the Lakers. Want to see that. Take that comment except down. Except the Lakers. Take that All right, Bobby, what's your final thought? What you got? I'll continue on that. Sorry, one a I forgot to post. I think it. I think the fact that you saw those three together in a photo, and I know we hate when the Celtics fans go, "Oh, look at this," but it's true. They, <laughs> they got together, they took a photo, looked like no, things were good. If this was yeah, the heat of the KG Ray beef, you would not have seen a photo of those three together. It would right. have been a full-on snub for the whole Pierce, weekend. There. Shout out Pierce. He's been trying to he's been trying to bring them. That, and Max. That. I saw Max. Uh, Max I saw Max in concessions uh, ordering a pizza tonight. That was a nice uh, nice uh, guy to run into tonight. But anyway, uh, last thought on this one. Going into Detroit, I I just can't see this team disappointing on Saturday. I know you don't want me to throw the 
throw it on way on a jinx or whatever you want to do. But I, I do not see them falling asleep on Saturday in Detroit. You can't lose to the Pistons twice in a row. The math just doesn't work out. The Pistons don't win that many games. So they'll be fine. I do like Cade Cunningham and the way that group's playing, though. And uh, he was obviously great at All-Star Weekend. Cunningham for the win. That's what's going to happen. Cunningham, game winner. Damn, Joe Sweat. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, Sherrod, what you got? Well, Final thought. Uh, Handle your business. I mean, that, that's that's really what this this has to be about if you're the Boston Celtics. Handle your business. Detroit, I get it. Detroit has won. They won a couple in a row. They beat the Celtics. They just beat Cleveland, I think it was tonight, uh, which are two quality wins. Did two. they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they are playing better basketball. There's there's no doubt about that. And, but that being said, they're still the Detroit Pistons, and they still kind of suck. And I love you Jay don't. Come on, so, they're kind of your team. Hey, so handle your <laughs> They're the team I covered. They were, when I covered them, they were good. They were winning yeah. championships. They were competing for the <laughs> There we go. Chips. Look what you did. Now, Look what you did, Jimmy. Now they're, compe- now they're competing for, like, lottery tickets. So they got a couple yeah, of guys. How's, 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 how's Ellen Campbell they're doing? They're trending how's, in the right How are the, the guys doing? They're playing, you know, they're playing better. You know Sherrod's got a good group text. Oh, four they're playing better. 8 of 13 from Bagley tonight. 7 of 11 from Diallo. If that happens again, you might lose. I just think if you're the Celtics, you just need to handle your business, keep your antennas up and ready to go to battle. Uh, don't take these guys for granted. And I, and that's the thing that they've been doing a great job with. They're not taking nights off. They're not assuming that because this team is one of the worst in the league that they can just show up and that will be enough. They're actually playing. And you're going to need to do that against Detroit because Detroit is feeling itself right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the quick starts has been, has been huge for the Celtics team. I mean, obviously, right? They, you're right. Like, propelled them to these you know double digit wins so regularly i guess throughout the past few weeks but i mean against a team like the pistons like this is listen take this personal you know like we don't have a you know don't forget about what happened before the all-star break and and i think that's gonna bode well with this team's identity and uh their their swag if you will right it's like what jimmy talked about at the beginning of the show like this team just has a sort of different bounce to them now the sort of attitude that you want to see more of and you want to see that marcus smart you know, style of approach throughout. And, and I think that's what you're seeing, especially when they start off games um, the way they have been, you know, defensively, which leads out to, to, to huge uh, fast break opportunities and a huge lead on, on offense. So uh, someone, say, uh, I want to see that. More someone say. did say this in the comment. We don't have time to talk about it, but we should acknowledge it. Kemba Walker out for the year. Yes, uh, I saw that. Talked about that down. in the Discord too. Oh, all right, yeah. But no, no, that's okay. You can, you can. That's a, up. that's a, that's a big development there. Especially, I think we were having some doubts about the Horford trade. I know John did a little bit. Bernardoni was talking about. It's like, oh, you gave up Shengun, and you gave up Kemba there. Maybe he could have helped you a little bit. But the way Horford's playing, and now, you know, unfortunately. You hate to be right about it, but getting off Kemba looks like a very critical move that this team made over the offseason. And Horford again tonight, we didn't talk about him, but this defensive season he's having is just tremendous. And uh, he's obviously been one of your rocks in the starting lineup too. Even though it was Joe Swayson in the group chat during the game, can't hit a shot, he's doing pretty much everything else for you. Yeah, yeah he just keeps getting him. those wide open looks though. Like that's the thing I'm like, it, I'm just thinking it's a matter of time before they start falling. But yeah, that, that's my only... That's another thing about his game right now, or pretty much the last couple of months, right? You know, he had that hot streak from 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 behind the arc the, the first month of the season, and then it, it sort of dipped off since then. So, Too bad. We'll see. I mean, Jimmy, you know what happened to, uh, like, Edelman at the end there with the Patriots. That looks like yeah. what's happening to Kemba right now. 
Yeah, definitely. It's sad. I mean, everyone who's ever covered Kemba or even just watched him play, it's it's hard to find anything negative to say about the guy. You hate to see what he's going through, and I have no idea what's next for him, but I, I hope that we get to see him on the court again. And, you know, just fingers crossed that he can make some sort of recovery and, and get back out there. Yeah, no, no question. No question, yeah. You know, this whole Knicks season, too, I mean – you guys thought that they'd be a little better, right? Or is it just me? Uh, I mean, I know the Everyone fans did. did after last season, but this has been, man, the last couple of months has just been. You know, I like Fournier. Direction. What a disaster that was. Yeah, oh, we know. We know, we know you know. like Fournier. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's oh. an apology cam for another day, Bob. I was going to say, we'll, we'll say, we're <laughs> only one for you right sure. now. All right, we're we're sparing Bobby right now. But all right, let's do it for us. Hey, Something at least I do show. it. No, Everyone else out here can't handle it. Hey, as soon as I'm wrong about something, I'll do it. Saturday <laughs> afternoon, we are back, okay? All-star break is done. We're back in the full swing of things. Sherrod will be out there. Uh, you know he loves Detroit, so he'll, he'll give us this, uh, the, the coverage straight from oh, yeah. straight from uh, the arena. And uh, you guys know where to find all of our coverage as, as well. CLSmedia.com. Follow us on YouTube. Guys, if you haven't already, join Discord. Uh, as Jimmy talked about, you know, a couple hours audio, just constantly texting each other stuff. And uh, pretty it's much hour to hour – updates of the quotes from the from the Celtics players from Ime Udoka himself directly to your phone it's like it's like a group chat with all of us guys so it's, it's cool. no, all, all, why not join yeah. them? YouTube links get shot up into there um you know tweets that are tweets. important yeah every, everything kind of goes through the old discord um and right. you can you know sort of like hang out with like-minded people when it comes to the Celtics fans of the Celtics things like that um and then lastly uh, Coda.io. Don't forget our sponsor tonight, Coda.io. If you got a small business, big business, any business or no business, it's free to sign up and you can play around with it and you can figure out ways to incorporate multiple apps into one app and just make one your sweet. business streamlined. Yeah, streamlined is the word. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the whole thing over again. I'll spare you guys. But um <laughs> coda.io yeah, right. yeah, slash for free. Check it out. Check it out. He's Jimmy Toscano, Ace Rob Buckley for Bobby Manning. I am Josue Pavone. We'll see you guys next time, Saturday.